Okay, I just wanted to talk about something real quick. Um, since I started doing these podcasts, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, about, you know, creating websites, doing graphics online, even um, selling stuff online or starting a business online. So I was looking for a topic to talk about and I was reading this article, Images. So I thought, okay, that's a good idea. Let's talk about images. You know, um, basically this article was about how to op um, optimize images for your website. If you're someone who are who is selling something online, you know, this is, you know, really um, something that you really need to pay attention to. So I thought about talking about this. So, you know, as you know, I, has been, I have been doing graphics for a very long time. Yeah. Probably about um, 25 years and I have been editing photos for about over 22 years so I have a bit of experience when it comes to um, doing these things especially you know working on the web and creating you know online content web content or or just you know images online so yeah this was a really good topic to talk about and I'm trying to make this quick as possible but you know if you're someone who is online and you are you have a website or even a social media site. Most people now have social media sites instead of a website. But probably one of the most important things, it's not the most important things, but you know, one thing you should really take in consideration is your images. So yeah, I was reading this article about how important your image is, how to optimize your images. And you know, that's really important because one thing when you, you know, design a website or when you have your own content to get people basically to look at your content or even to get them just to take a glance at it your image is very important you know it's like a old quote that says um a picture's worth a thousand words well yeah your images really speak to you they speak volume especially if you have the right image so basically you know with all the software stuff that you have today it's really easy to edit photos and you know to um make them fit your social media site uh for example um let's see when you're doing images um now you know today's you know method is it's like really simple and like most people just crop images but before actually i want to go before uh really i don't want to really go deep into this i want to keep it really simple but um you know, today, you know, people have smartphones, cameras and stuff. So, you know, basically you could take a photo just by using a smartphone. You don't have to be a professional photograph or you don't have to hire anyone to do your photos for you because, you know, you got these smartphone cameras and it basically, you know, um, the software that's in these cameras, they set up the images so you get the best shot possible without, you know, being an expert at doing it. You know, basically the camera does all the work, give you the right lighting let you focus on a subject that you want to take and so on. So basically, you know, when you have a social media page or website, first thing that attracts a person's attention is the image that they have on their site, right? So what I'm going to talk about here is basically um, how to basically, you know, um, make your images look great, how to optimize your images. So the first thing, you know, uh, I'm just going to go over the history of images real quick. Basically, the basic formats that people use today. And, you know, um, 
basically when when um people post stuff online they, the format they use is basically a standard jpeg and you know jpegs is the format that uh everyone used today for posting on social media it's a format that most programs or websites that uh, will actually you'd be actually able to upload that format to a website or to a social media site in that format which is a jpeg dot um was it dot jpeg or dot jpg basically that's the um file format for jpeg and also i wanted to talk about real quickly about you know gifts because you know if you have been you know doing working with images for a very long time you know that um gifs are actually you know basically it's the old old format it's like an old bitmap format actually and bitmap is actually a format too where um it's for displaying images or photos in that format but what gifs are some sometimes people call it gifs g i f f is pronounced gif but it's um it's spelled or pronounced GIF, G-I-F dot G-I-F. That's the uh, file extension of file format for that format. So basically, you know, with GIFs, um, GIFs is just something, you know, it's a format that, that was introduced back in 1987. And at that time, it was used for photos and also used for animations. It's, it's one of the formats or picture formats where you can actually uh, create, you know, short animations using that format. Animated GIFs, if if you you know if you look at those online, and like I say, that format came out around 1987, and it basically that was around the time when the internet just started. So before there were JPEGs, before there were PNG files, there were GIFs. And basically, you know, today, you know, it's 2022. So um, how many years is that? That's like, my gosh, um, is that like 35 years? You know, so the Internet has been around for a very long time, but it's been 35 years. And now that's a format that people really don't use. But basically, the only time they use that format today is for um for shapes or um, flat images or vector images. If you're someone that does graphics, you know what I'm talking about when I say vector images. Basically, that's what GIFs are for. Um, and people, you know, uh, websites still use them today because GIFs is a very small format. Way smaller than JPEGs. And again, GIFs are designed for just, you know, simple images, you know, simple color. Because I don't know the bit color of um, GIFs right now. I don't know what's the capacity of them is. But it's it's not as much as JPEGs. JPEGs give you so many colors. Like millions of colors. While GIFs gives you about. I don't know. Um, I have to look it up. Maybe like 100 colors or so. But they are not designed or optimized for um, images. They're basically for flat shapes. Rectangular shapes. Oval shapes. Basically vector images. They will give you. You, you know good quality when doing that but for photos no and this is why you know camera camera phones and stuff and digital cameras shooting jpeg or raw format because jpeg is just widely used on the internet so that's just a you know really quick um introduction to the image format the difference between gifs and jpegs you know jpegs is for photo images you know for rendering of photo images and gifs are for like you know graphics for um just simple things, you know, or, or just um, 
shapes, you know, flat shapes, vector images, and so on. They're really not designed for photos because they're not going to give you the best quality or the best color because they are, you know, um, they don't really have that much color range like a JPEG does. So if you want to, you know, of course, post images, always use JPEG or PNG files. Now people are using PNG files right now too. So, um, but right now I'm going to talk about JPEG. So basically, you know, you have a camera phone that shoots in JPEG format. So if you have a website, a social media site, as I mentioned earlier, you know, that that's the format that you're going to use to post your images on that site. And the thing is, um, you know, to get the best image, as I said before, you know, you have to, you know, create an image where it just stands out from the rest of, um, others. And again, by doing this, you know, you, you have to look at the color and actually this uh, machine, uh, I'm sorry, you look at the color and actually the scene that you're shooting or filming, let me see. So, so basically, I'm going to uh, bring this down to basically three things that you need to really um, focus on when you want to optimize your images. One is um, size. And again, you, you know, um, this, this really varies. It really depends on what you're doing. For a social media post, you, you know, um, size is basically run you anywhere from um, it's basically size of an image in JPEG format or I mean, bitmaps or GIF formats is measured in pixels. Basically, that's the format for images on the web is um, basically measured in pixels. So today, the average size of a JPEG image would be anywhere from um, um, a thousand pixels up to 1200 pixels, right? So basically, when you're taking photos or you post them on your website, you want your images to be at least a thousand pixels. And especially if you're someone who sells on eBay, you know, and post images on eBay, you know that the minimum requirement in image size is around a thousand pixels. And this is what I do too when I post images and stuff, especially on sites like eBay or even other social media sites. I usually stay at um, 1000 pixels, right? And 1000 pixels is 1000 by 1000 is a square, right? So um you want to you will stick around there you know um 1000 pixels wide or 800 pixels wide so so you want to keep your images around that size because any bigger the larger your image size basically the larger your pixels the more larger your files are going to be and the larger they are the more longer they take to download so you want to be careful with that you want to you know create images that are really light and what I mean by light, they light in file size. They don't, they are not heavy. You know, they are, they would download fast. So the average um, file size for one, 1,000 by 1,200 pixel image would be, I don't know, about 100 kilobytes. And again, you know, um, you want to keep your images, especially if you post them online or even on a web, you want to keep your images under... Definitely under one megabyte, okay. I know one megabyte is very small, but it, for image, for the web, it's really too large, believe it or not. And basically, just, just to give you an ideal on um, 
the file size and how important it is to have your files as small as possible. You know, every time when you think about images or upload images online or designing for web, you want to keep in mind you want all your images to be under one megabyte. You don't want them to be a megabyte or over because basically for a website to load your the whole website has to be usually around one or two megabytes or less two megabytes or less anything more than that it's going to take longer to, to um to load so basically like a two megabyte website or i should share a web page not a website website is larger than that but just a basic web page with a few images on it it's it's going to be about a file size of about two megabytes or 1.2 megs and if you have a site comes under that your site is going to load very fast it may takes about um, one to two seconds to load having a two megabyte web page so when you think about that you got to make sure you all your images are less than one megabyte in size like you say and basically you want to work with um kilobytes kb is kilobytes and I think let's see to get uh, it takes a thousand kilobytes to equal one megabyte, right? So you want to keep your images, especially large images, as I said before, um, one thousand pixels by twelve hundred pixels. That usually around about a hundred and twenty kilobytes or three hundred kilobytes between one twenty to three hundred kilobytes. That is the standard size. Our standard file size for a image that is 1,000 pixels by 1,200 pixels, and that's the you know rule of thumb that you got to really think about. You want to keep all your images, regardless of their size, you want to keep them under 300 kilobytes, because three images at 300 kilobytes is 900 um, kilobytes, which is almost one megabyte. And again, most websites or web pages are only like two megabytes in size. Because the um, smaller the file size, the faster the web page loads. So that's what you got to really focus on. Because if your web page takes too long to load, people is not going to look at it right. So just just keep that as rule of thumb. So when you you know take pictures, upload them, you know in JPEG format, you want to keep each image under 300 kilobytes. I would even say less than that. I would say 120. If you get your images under at 120 meg uh i'm sorry at 120 kilobytes um especially if they're one 1000 pixels wide or high that's a good that's a good size to stick to so basically to do this you know um you have to use a lot of photo um a good photo editor and one of the photo editors that i would recommend is using photo filter basically um Basically, that is a portable program. And what I mean by portable is that um, that program does not install on your computer. Basically, it, it has a .exe extension, which means it's um, it's an executable file, which means it just runs automatically when you double click on it. When you double click on a file, the program launches and it runs. So that means you could take it with you. You could store that program on a flash drive, on an SD card. And put it on a computer or use it basically on any PC and it will run and it doesn't install on your PC. So that's the best part about it. And because it doesn't install on your PC, 
it's faster. It will run fast. It will load fast and it will just be able to work faster. So I would definitely recommend using photo filter, you know, very basic program, but there are so many things you can do with it. I use it to crop images and I have used it to, you know, edit the color, you know, the color saturation and basically just make my images. It makes your images, you know, look good. And it takes a little bit of a learning curve. It's real simple to use, but if you have never used a photo editor before, I would definitely recommend using that. It, it has a little bit of a learning curve, and it looks really simple and basic, but once you get into it and start using it, there's so much that you can do with it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend using Photo Filter. That's um, P-H-O-T-O Filter, F-I-L-T-R-E com so that's photofilter.com photo spelled the same way p-h-o-t-o and filter f-i-l-t-r-e.com so check that out so basically yeah um let's see so basically that's what you want to focus on you want to get your images as as light as possible the file size as light as possible make sure each image that you do is is at um 120 kilobytes or under and the size would be, like I say, around um, a thousand pixels wide. And it really depends on what format, you know. Uh, and what I mean by format, I mean if the image is um, basically the ratio, um, screen ratio, which is around like widescreen or the standard uh, portrait size, for example. Oh, and there's one more thing I wanted to also mention about um, the images. Basically, if you want to reduce the size of the images, and that's that's what you want to do, basically keep your images size small as possible. You want to, you know, add a bit of compression. And what basically compression is, is, is basically um, making the image smaller in size. So basically, technically, they remove little bits and bytes from the images. And you remove a little bit of the quality from the image to make the file size smaller. So basically, that's that's what compression is, and that's how it works. They remove little bits and bytes and kilobytes, and they compress the image by you know removing that and also reducing the quality of the image. And also, at times, you know, maybe a bit of the color you can't really tell but they remove a little bit of the data from the image and they lower the quality just a little bit and you, you can't really tell unless you really compress it but basically you want to compress your images you know as little as possible but you want to compress them to make them smaller and when you compress the image you make the file size smaller and for, let me see uh, for example for example, if you have an image, let's say that is, um, okay, basically how to compress the image. If you have an image, let's say that is 300 kilobytes and you want to compress it down to 200 or even 120 kilobytes. And remember, the smaller the file size is, the faster it loads. So if you want to compress that, basically you will put it in an editor, whatever photo editor you're using. And for example, if you're using photo filter, you would um, just drag and drop that image to the program. Then you would select save as. And, and uh, first you select image size, right? And then you select the image size. 
and then you set it whatever it is if it's a hundred pixels wide you set it I'm sorry if it's a thousand pixels wide you set it a thousand then it's going to ask you the quality or the compression and basically compression reduces the quality of the image and makes it smaller okay so usually the compression is automatically set at 100% and 100% means there's um, basically no compression or no loss of quality of image because every time when you compress an image you lose image quality right that's what that means compression when you compress the image you lose image quality so basically you want to compress the image but you still want to remain it you know you still want the quality to remain good where you can't tell it's been lost and how you do that is basically you set the compression level at 90 percent it goes from zero to 100 percent and basically zero percent it's like it's cr i call it crushed you know a lot of people today they call it crushed which means um zero percent is like the worst I, I never even compressed the image down to zero but let's say 50 percent the lord um the lord of percent the less quality it's going to be the more compressed it's going to be the, the higher the number less compressed it's going to be so compression starts from um zero it starts from 100% and it goes down and then every time when it goes down it gets lower quality the image so 100% is basically not compressed it's, it's at its highest quality and if you go a step down let's say like at 80% it loses its quality you go down to 70 you lose it you go down to 50 it loses half of its quality and then once you get down to around 70 or 50% you can see the difference in the image quality the image is not going to be as sharp Okay, the lower you go in compression and percentage wise, the, the less sharper the image is, and sometimes even you lose color. So, basically, if you want to compress your images in a format, you know, want to compress it where you can't really tell that it's compressed and to keep its quality, I always set the compression at 90%. So, that's what you got to remember. Anytime you want to compress the image, you set it at just 90%. Like it will automatically be most um, photo editors, the compression would be set at 100%. Again, with 100% is like original quality, not compressed. So you want to compress it just a little bit. So I bring it down to 90%. And 90% will definitely take off a lot of the size of the file. It would basically take off the file size. For example, just by setting it at um, 90%. You could take a file size, let's say that's 200 megs. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying megs, 200 kilobytes. And, you know, kilobytes is less than a megabyte. So 200 kilobytes. And you could press that image down to 90%. That file size is going to be only like 120 megabytes. You'll go from two, I'm sorry, kilobytes. You will go from 200 kilobytes to 120 kilobytes if you take the compression down to only 90 percent and that's 10 percent okay like you say the images compression starts at 100 percent which is not compressed so when you take it down just a notch to take it down by 10 percent which is 90 percent you could cut that image size from 200 megabytes <laughs> i'm sorry i keep saying this you could cut that image size from 200 kilobytes to 120 kilobytes and again the smaller the fi file size the faster the image will load so just keep that in mind so that's what you want to do 
And like I say, if you want to go a little bit lower, the lowest I would go would be about 85%. 85% you cannot really tell. 90% you cannot tell. You could take two images and compress one of them at, at 90% and leave the other one at 100% and you can't tell the difference. And you could um, dramatically reduce the file size by just lowering it to 90%. Or even 85 85 would be the lowest I go. But anything um, lower than 85 like 70%, you could actually see the reduced image quality. You can see the image is not going to be as sharp or as high quality as it would because it's been compressed down to 70%. So I will stick at um, 90%. And this is why I do all my images. I compress all my images at 90%, which is very little compression. And sometimes 85 if I have really large file size. But anything that's lower than 85, you will be able to see the difference. You'll be able to see the um, lower quality of that image if you compress it any lower than that. So that's just a little bit on compression. There's a lot more things I could talk about when it comes to compression. You know, also with color, you know, it, it really depends. Uh, the color of your image or what whatever you photograph could really increase the size of your image or decrease the size of your image. But that's just very basic, you know, compression. There's a lot more could go on, but I'm just going to stop right there. So the next thing you want to um, look at is the proportion again the proportion is basically the ratio um of the image and what i mean by that is um the ratio is, is basically the width the height and the width of the image you know um one uh one by one is basically a square you know when you think of a square image or a square box that's a ratio of one by one that's a square so if you have an image that's 1000 pixels it's going to be 1000 pixels wide and 1000 pixels high that is a proportion that's the proportion and that is called a ratio of one by one because it's it's a square it's 1000 pixels by 1000 pixels or 2000 pixels wide by 2000 pixels high so that that's a format that people really don't use. It's a, it's a square. Basically, what you know everybody uses for images now, or what cameras are set at, they're set at either four by three or sixteen by nine. Those are the two standard proportions or um, ratios that you would use um, for taking photos. Either four by three, sixteen by nine. Four by three is basically somewhat of a rectangle it's not a complete square it's more of a rep, uh, rectangular shape so basically the width is always wider than the height so that's how you get that ratio of four by three is because the width is always um wider than the height so that's the standard um photo ratio four by three an example of that would be an image that is 1,000 pixels wide and 800 pixels high, right? That would be pretty much a 4 by 3 screen ratio or proportion ratio, right? 4 by 3. And this is the format uh, I believe that televisions used to use back in the days, back in the 80s and 90s. You know, TV screens, before they were widescreens, they were four by threes right 
So basically, that's where your image is going to look. It's going to look like, you know, the old fashioned TV screens, four by three. And basically, when you take photos, um, a lot of photos are at that format. So four by three is basically a standard format. It's not widescreen. It's just a standard format for images. The next format, which everyone use, actually, um, well, basically, this is for video. They were using a video would be 16 by nine. And 16 by 9 is a um, perfect example of 16 by 9 is like a a 1080p video. And I remember um, the ratio for images always um, the width is always wider than the height for um, image. Basically for image ratios or images. So basically what that means is that um, 16 by 9 is having an image that is night um, 1920 megapixels wide 1920 wide by 1080 high so it'd be like um, 1080 pixels high and 1980 pixels wide so that's a 16 16 by 9 ratio and also um, another format is like um, 1600 by 900 so again that's another 16 by 9 ratio so 900 pixels would be how high the image is and 1600 pixels would be how wide the image is and that's a 16 by 9 uh, image ratio so those are the two that you use basically the 4 by 3 and the 16 by 9 and 16 by 9 is just widescreen that's all it is it's just widescreen for HD resolution widescreen it would be 1280 1200 uh, yes 1280 1280 pixels wide and I believe um, 720 pixels tall that's a 16 point uh, 16 by 9 ratio and that's considered widescreen and it's considered um even by today's standard HD. well it's considered now standard hd it used to be considered hd but now standard hd and hd plus would be 1600 pixels by 900 pixels and then full hd is of course um, 1920 by 1080 which is full hd and so on you know 4k and so on so basically, you know, when you take photos for your website, you want to keep the uh, images at either a four by three or sixty by nine, which is sixty by nine is widescreen. But mostly, you know, sites now like social media sites, um, most of the images are not widescreen. They stick to a four point three, or even a three point two. Three point two is it's more like a photo frame, putting it you know lengthwise photo frame. But just, you know, stick with the 4.3 or 16.9. If you do use 16.9, which is widescreen, you can always crop the image. You can crop it to a 4.3. And I will explain that, you know, in the next in the next podcast. But just remember to keep your images at, you know, 4 by 3 ratio or 16.9. 16 by 9. Okay, that's the second thing that you really need to look on for your images. And the last thing, let me see... Um, well, last thing would be a uh, format. I think I talked about compression, how to optimize your images. I talked about what program to use. 
So that's about it. But I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the format. As I mentioned before earlier, you know, in this podcast, you know, GIF format, which is basically GIF, which means graphic interchange format. And um, again, you know, when you use GIFs, don't use GIFs for images. GIFs are, are basically for simple shapes, you know, simple colors and, and GIFs has a compression, basically. Um, I don't know, it says it's not compression, but when you really look at it, it really is. You, you know, um, on paper, it would say uh, it's actually compression. It compresses your data. And your data, when I'm talking about data, is your image quality or your images. It, it compresses it, but basically GIFs can only hold um, up to 256 colors. They cannot hold 1 million colors or over. And this is different with JPEGs. JPEGs can handle uh, millions of colors, okay? Millions of colors, while GIFs, GIFs, can only handle up to 256 colors, so 256 colors is is almost you know it's a little bit over grayscale you know um you could do color with gifts but if you go pretty high up the color scale uh it's not going to be accurate you'll lose a lot of color because it can only um handle up to 256 colors while jpegs handle millions of colors so this is why you want to stick with jpegs for your images and GIFs, like I say, is for backgrounds. Or, I mean, yes, for, um, you know, vector shapes. If you're building a website, most bars and, and blocks that you see on a web page are rectangular shapes with just, you know, one or, one or two colors. They are mostly um, GIFs. They are not used for images. JPEGs is used for images and also PNG. So the next format I want to talk about is PNG. That's the last format, which basically stands for Portable Network Graphics. It's considered to be a lossless uh, compression, and you can store, I guess, unlimited number of colors over millions of colors. But basically, the thing that you want to really um, JPEG is a compression. Before I mention this, JPEG is a compression, so it is going to compress your images, but it still gives you the best photo quality possible in that format. You know, if you want something that doesn't compress your images, you would use a TIFF, um, T-I-F-F. Again, you, you know, um, sites or, or the web don't allow you to use TIFFs because TIFFs are very large files. They, they go anywhere from 3 megabytes up to 120 megs for image. Okay. This is why they don't use them because their format is just too wide, too high in, uh, in size and data. Again, TIFFs are not compressed, so you'll get the best quality if you use TIFFs. But again, the web um, the web format does not allow you to use TIFFs. Our social media sites don't allow you to use TIFFs. You can only use JPEGs and PNG files or even GIFs. But you don't use GIFs, as I mentioned before, for photos. You just stick with JPEGs or PNG files, which is portable network graphics. And PNG files, the thing to me that separates them from um, JPEGs is the fact um, um, they have alpha blending basically and what alpha blending means is the images are transparent back in the day they used to call transparent images that are transparency basically 
they have an image and the, and the background is clear. You can actually take the image and put it over a background and you see the background. That's what it means to be transparent. So basically, if you do a lot of image cutouts where you cut out like a person from the uh, from an image and you want to put that person on a background, like a beach background or, or sunset background and cut the person out and just paste it on there. Basically, that's a transparency effect, and that's what PNG files can do. They could um, handle images that has transparency effects or alpha effects. They used to call it alpha effects, but now transparency. So basically, the background is see-through. You could cut somebody out from an image, and the background is is um, is clear. So you could put a put the person, you know, in an image where there's a background, where there's a scenery like a mountain or sunset, and you don't. You only see the person that you cut out. You don't see the rest of the image that you cut out from. But JPEGs can't do that. JPEGs, JPEGs don't offer transparency effects. So basically, if you were to cut out an image of a person and you saved it as a JPEG, you would see the background. The background would be, you know, a different color, but you would see the background. You would have a, a solid background, like a white, blue, or red, or whatever color it is. When you cut the person out, you would still have a background because jpegs don't support transparency effects or alpha effects and the program that do is png files you know so this is basically to me this is a difference of course png files you know you, uh, has unlimited um it, it supports unlimited colors but the most important thing to me that it, it supports transparency effect and of course png files are slightly slightly larger than jpegs but it's a good format again you know um because it offers transparency effect or alpha effect. If you do a lot of cutout images, um, yeah, you, you need to use PNG files. So that's about it for this um, this audio tutorial or this podcast. I just wanted to tell you the three basic things that you need to look at when you are, you know, working with images images online or photos online, and you are posting them on your website or your social media site just remember you know to focus on the format which is jpeg that's what you would basically use and then you know as i mentioned before the compression on a file size you know keep it at 90 percent you know 90 percent is going to reduce the file size greatly enough to make it small enough where it will load fast on your web page or on your social media page and also the screen ratio which is uh, a proportion ratio, which is, again, you know, you use four by three or 16 by nine, which is widescreen. But as I mentioned before, um, most social media sites use four by three or even a uh, square. So that's about it. So hope you enjoyed this podcast about images and, you know, how to use images and what programs to use and how to basically compress your images. So again, you know, if you want to uh, need to know anything else, I mean, there is so much you could go into about image editing. I mean, you could go so deep into it. I'm just really scratching the surface on it. So, you know, just continue to listen to my podcast, all my um, audio tutorials to get more information on how to do this. So thank you very much for listening and I'll see you later. Goodbye.